Welcome back. BetMGM Tonight continues live from the BetQL studios. Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick with you tonight. PJ Glasser producing the show. Trista's cousin Earl has went back home to Kansas with his Kirk Cousins jersey in hand. Yeah. Says next year will be the Vikings year. Earl did a pretty good job. PJ was out last night, so Earl filled in producing the show. Did leave, I guess, uh, everything potted up <laughs> overnight on the board. So if anything happened with Odyssey stations, it was Trista's fault. <laughs> Per usual. Yeah. Uh, well, right. actually, Earl's fault, which is actually <laughs> you, my fault. Yes, you're the one that brought him in. <laughs> yes. Yes, you're right. Uh, anyway, uh, big games coming up tomorrow. We get the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. We've seen a little bit of line movement here. Kind of it's went back and forth. Opened as nine and a half point favorites. Went to eight and a half. We're back at nine. Highest total of the weekend. We're at 53 right now to talk about that. And a little bit more, we welcome on now Alex Gold. He's the host of Cody and Gold and that betting show on 610 Sports Kansas City. You can also listen to his show, Countdown 2, with Grant Paulson, Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on the BetQL Network. Cody, how you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, man? How are you guys doing? I meant to call you Alex. I'm really sorry about that. I I was going to go with it. You know what? I I was going to go with it. I was so Uh, confused. I appreciate it. Well, (laughs) the name of his show is Cody and Gold. That makes sense. And so I was I was going to do my read there. Anyway, Alex, how, you, how, how have you been, bud? We haven't talked in a couple of weeks here. Yeah, no, I'm good, man. Trust me. By the way, that's not the first time that's ever happened anyway. But, uh, no, I'm doing good. You know, I, I, was, I was telling PJ a little bit as, as well off air. Just, you know, it's, it's playoff football now, and we've been spoiled here a little bit in, in KC where this is kind of the, the expectation. It's like, all right, divisional round weekend, and then, uh, you know, everybody here calls the AFC title game weekend the, the Arrowhead Invitational. And so – Chiefs fans are kind of uh, no. yeah, looking looking ahead a little bit. Uh, I actually wanted to start with the total. It's the highest one this weekend. Obviously, you know, you have two of the best play callers going right now in Andy Reid and Doug Peterson, two really good quarterbacks and Patrick Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence. But what do you do with this total? I know last weekend every game pretty much went over. We had a good run of overs, 5-1 and one to the over. But do you think that that total is a little inflated, or would you look at the over maybe here? So I like the over. I keep going through and trying to figure out, you know, also kind of the score range of this game. And I keep coming back to something like a 33-24 type of game in favor of Kansas City. Obviously, that would get you over the total comfortably. Uh, and I just believe we look at these two offenses. Kansas City's coming off a bye week. We know Andy Reid typically out of bye weeks. You give him some extra time. Not only does his team perform well, but offensively he's got some wrinkle up his sleeve. And then on the flip side, I think, you know, Doug Peterson, a disciple of Andy Reid, is one of the better play designers in football we saw him uh, also do that effectively against the Chargers last week in particular that fourth and one call that really kind of sealed the win or at least put them in position to get the win uh, for that field goal late against the Chargers I just think both coaches are going to be really aggressive Doug Peterson in that first matchup back in week 10 uh, was uber aggressive I mean he he went for the onside kick very early on in that game I just think both offenses aren't settling for field goals and so that's part of my thinking and you know, the weather, to me, isn't going to play enough of a role to adjust the total here. There's a chance it's going to be you know, some flurries, maybe an inch of snow max. So I don't think the weather is going to really be as big of a deal as some people were making it out to be a day or so ago. Alex, in terms of props, because as much as I love playing sides and totals in the playoffs, I think I like playing props even more. Uh, you look at the Jags, one of the worst tackling teams in the NFL, uh, 30th in terms of pass defense in terms of DVOA. Uh, if you're playing props either for the Jags or uh, for the Chiefs, who to be? Yeah, there's a couple props I really like in the game. One I think is probably a somewhat obvious one for a lot of people, but I, I think that's okay to go with an obvious one this week, and that's Travis Kelsey. His over on his receiving yard number and an anytime touchdown. So you alluded to it there with the Jags' pass defense. I believe the Jags are 
you know, fourth or fifth uh, a defensive DVOA against opposing tight ends, which doesn't stack up well uh, for them, of course, against the future Hall of Famer and Travis Kelsey. And then uh, in the playoffs, Travis Kelsey has over 1,200 yards in postseason games throughout his career. I mean, this is when he tends to thrive even more so than what he typically does. And I like the anytime touchdown because, look, he uh, he's finally gotten the number down to where, to me, it's bettable. Before I got to, you know, like, Minus 180, minus 160 now. You can find it, I believe, at MGM at like minus 135-ish. Uh, and he hasn't had a touchdown in, since week 13, guys, so that's why it's gone down. I just don't believe he's going to continue to go on, on this run of no touchdowns. Uh, he had 12 in the regular season, and that's with not scoring one since week 13. So I, I, you know, I hate to say he's due, but I, I really think in the playoffs, this is when Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are at their best and they're their most in sync. Alex, what's your biggest concern with the Chiefs right now? Because I keep hearing people bring up the defense, but the defense since week eight has been top 10. They're top eight. They're eight right now in EPA per play allowed. And I think that Trent McDuffie, since they moved him more as like a slot corner, I thought he's been playing really well. think he's been playing really well. Is the defense even a concern for you? I just feel like, you know, the casual fan probably looks at the Chiefs, see them scoring a bunch of points, giving up some points and thinks the defense stinks. But I think they played pretty well. Yeah, people are more optimistic in town here about this defense than they were certainly the first half of the season. I, a couple things, though, I still think you have to watch out for, and that is, in particular, the red zone defense. I believe the touchdown percentage, they're still dead last, 68-ish percent in terms of the time you're getting a touchdown if you get it on the red zone on this team, which uh, obviously is really problematic. Um, but you're right, the big key for this defense overall has been this year versus last year. Guess what? They're actually getting sacks, not just pressure, but getting sacks, they're, they're number two in football in sacks. And it's not just been Chris Jones, who is having a career year, 15 and a half sacks, but they're getting it from everywhere. You know, a rookie in George Karloftis, who was drafted on the back half of the first round, and the guy's sitting there uh, around 10 sacks for you in, in his rookie season. You know, Carlos, uh, Carlos Dunlap, uh, for example, is a guy that came off the street. He's had a really nice season for them. They've been able to have even their corner, Legereus Sneed, uh, get some sacks for them. So this is, a, I think, the second-highest sack total in franchise history this year for Kansas City. So that's been the difference. You know, it's why even I think it's worth uh, a flyer, guys, on, on a couple sack prop bets for this weekend. For example, you know, Chris Jones, I mentioned 15 and a half sacks. He's right around even money or so to get a sack in the game tomorrow afternoon. Uh, he's never had a playoff sack. Never. This is a guy that this is a guy has 15 and a half sacks twice in his career in an individual season. He's never had a playoff game with a sack, which is wild. And then the other guy is the opposite. Frank Clark, who fans here have been frustrated with over the last couple of years. Uh, the guy's never uh, had you know a season recently where fans have been thrilled with, but in the postseason, he plays his best ball. Uh, I believe he's one sack away from the fourth most postseason sacks tying Reggie White in playoff history, which is absolutely insane. Uh, so I like both of them to actually get on the board with sacks tomorrow. Alex, if you were to sit, get into the minds and the soul of the collective players for the Kansas City Chiefs, who do they want to face next most? Yeah. So I think if you ask players, they're going to tell you Cincinnati because the competitiveness inside of them, we've talked to some former players about this very thing uh, this week, that they want another shot at Cincy, right? Joe Burrow, 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes. This team is not afraid of Kansas City. The Chiefs also feel like in this last go-around that they should have had Cincy. You know, they were up four, I believe, driving the ball. Travis Kelsey fumbles it, a rare fumble from him, and the game completely shifts around. Um, so I think the, the players want Cincy. Now, I'll be honest, uh, I think you want Buffalo. Uh, that's been the debate between fans this week. Would you rather play Buffalo in a neutral site or get Kansas City at home, or get the Cincinnati Bengals, excuse me, at home 
in Kansas City. I'd rather take since, uh, take the, the Buffalo Bills because Cincinnati is the Chiefs' kryptonite. You know, Buffalo doesn't have Von Miller anymore. Uh, I think that's a huge loss defensively the last time they played in the regular season. Who sealed the deal for Buffalo if you watch the end of the game? It was Von Miller causing all kinds of problems for the Chiefs' offensive line. So uh, as much as you don't like playing neutral site games, and I think the notion of a neutral site game and a title game is ridiculous, um, I'd, rather want, I'd rather play Buffalo. To me, Cincinnati actually, guys, is the best team in the AFC, not Kansas City and not Buffalo. Talking with Alex Gold right now on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. What about uh, in the NFC? Who do you like this weekend? you got the Giants taking on the Eagles. They're still seven-and-a-half-point dogs. And then the Cowboys plus four against the 49ers. I feel like one underdog this week's winning outright. Uh, do you believe yeah. that? And who do you like in the NFC this weekend? I think it's Dallas. You know, I, I, I love them on Monday night against Tampa. I never understood kind of the scenario there with people backing Tampa other than, of course, just, well, it's Tom Brady. And, okay, I mean, I, I you know, for years that, of course, worked. But we watched Tampa play all year, so I wasn't surprised by Monday's result. Um, but I think Dallas, you know, getting some points uh, on, on the road there. Defensively, I don't believe the Niners have seen anything like what they're about to see uh, on Sunday against Dallas. And I obviously was very impressed with what Dak did, got back on track, not turning the ball over. I get the skepticism. Um, but I'm waiting still for, like, the bottom to fall out on Brock Purdy, as we all have, right? Yeah. And maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe, maybe it's going to be this great storybook run towards the Super Bowl and and shame on me, but I just feel like against this defense, we're going to have to see Brock Purdy actually handle pressure consistently, guys in his face, and see if he can make the throws when that team maybe is trailing for the first time in a while. You know, it's one thing to trail to Seattle in the first half. It's a whole different ball game going up against Dallas, who's just so talented. How do you see that that matchup between Dallas and Fort in the 49ers shaking out in terms of the point total? Because you're looking here at a 46 uh, in San Francisco. Now, obviously, both of these defenses are legit. They can get after the quarterback. They can stop the run, have some secondaries that are exploitable. And kind of in your mind, how do you see this one playing out from, like, just a total perspective? You know, as Ryan mentioned, you know, like last week we saw, was it 5-1 and one to the over? And only depending on the number, maybe six, you could have got all six over, depending on the number. And I, I feel like, yeah, we'll probably see some reversion back to it. But, like, seeing that it used 46 or so for the number for this game, it's awfully tough for me to take an under – uh, with what I saw from Dallas and know what Dallas is capable of offensively, even if we've been impressed by the, the San Francisco defense, and obviously we know what the, the Dallas defense is capable of. Like I wouldn't be surprised uh, if we see one of the defenses either set up a short field once or twice or actually see a defensive uh, type of touchdown in this game. And, and so that obviously is going to impact the total if we're, we're cutting out a possession perhaps in the game defensively. So I would lean over. It's not, it's not a, a game that a uh, side, I should say, that I'm betting in particular myself. But as far as the sides this week, guys, I actually am looking at a, a first half uh, for Philly uh, to cover the, the spread, and I'm looking at Kansas City in the first uh, half to cover the spread. That's kind of where I'm at as far as uh, potentially some of the other bets that I kind of like. Anything else that you like as far as like player props for any of the other games or maybe like just like everybody's, I feel like, playing the same teaser. Everybody's going to tease the Eagles and the Chiefs, which right. scares the hell out of yeah. me on Saturday, man. That's why yeah. I'm, I'm like trying to make the case for what. I could see maybe that I uh, I don't know I don't know who I can make the case for one of those teams to win that game outright though I think Kansas City wins Philadelphia most likely wins um, anything else you like though as far as any of those games tomorrow so Cincinnati and Buffalo I mean it's intriguing for a lot of reasons right the storylines around it we saw you know three possessions of a game where they played each other before they obviously had a terrible incident uh, with Demar Hamlin and. and you know, I, I think, as I said, Cincinnati is the best team in the AFC. And so I, I'm, I've been surprised to see this number get to five and a half. I, you know, I thought, okay, four points is one thing. I, I've been very surprised to see it get to five and a half. 
I really like Cincy to cover the five and a half points. I think some of the offensive line injuries, the two of them that they have with the tackle and the guard, uh, are understandable. But I think maybe it's getting overblown a, a little bit. I mean, to me, I, I look at Joe Burrow uh, as one of the best quarterbacks in terms of being able to just just step up enough in the pocket to avoid sacks. And you know, we all know about the O line struggles a year ago for Cincy, and yet they were able to overcome that. Uh, I just don't think it's as bad for Joe Burrow as having the O-line injuries might be for some other quarterbacks. And so it wouldn't stun me if Cincinnati wins outright. I'm not going to bet them on the money line. But at five and a half, I, I really like Cincy to, to keep it close and have a chance to to get an upset victory up in Buffalo this weekend. Yeah, I feel like that number has gotten out of hand. Uh, college hoops tomorrow, Kansas, with some big games coming up. So tomorrow, and we don't have any lines, unfortunately. We will later, uh, a little bit later on, probably about an hour. Uh, but TCU, Kansas, TCU number 14 in the country. Kansas number two. And then after that, Monday night, they get Baylor. After that, they get Kentucky, which I know that game loses its luster a little bit, but Kentucky's having a down year. But what do you think about tomorrow? Kansas at TCU. Any chance TCU pulls off the upset? I, you know, look, it's that Allen Fieldhouse. That, first and foremost, that always makes it, you know, a, a, a tough one for any opponent. We've seen Kansas uh, have, what, three straight home games where they've had to just barely squeak it out. The Allen Fieldhouse edge we always talk about here locally. The, you know, Allen Fieldhouse, you know there's going to be this Allen Fieldhouse run at some point in time, and we've seen it happen time and time again, specifically the last two games, including against Iowa State. KU's coming off a loss of their rival against K-State where they had multiple guys foul out, and it was kind of a, a rarity where Bill Self you know, made some coaching I- mistakes down the stretch. It's like something you never see typically yeah. uh, from, from Bill Self. I know you like that one, Ryan. I'm sure you enjoyed Bill, uh, Bill messing that one up at the end. I think we've talked about Bill Self before. Oh, yeah, we, uh, but no, always. I, <laughs> but uh no look i think they'll i think they'll win comfortably uh, i don't know what, as you said the spread's not out yet i think they'll win comfortably against tcu and a bounce back uh, opportunity for ku alex thanks so much man enjoy the games this weekend i'm really sorry for uh calling you cody but in my defense it's the name of your show <laughs> and they paired me with cody decker for two years so i spent so much time with them that i just accidentally <laughs> call everybody. I, I see guys. i see hey, him more than weekend. i see my wife have a good weekend man <laughs> Thanks, guys. That was Alex Gold, not Cody Gold, on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Do this. Visit ByThePhoenix.com to learn more. Good stuff right there with Alex. I love Alex. Me too. We follow each other on Twitter. We're in each other's DMs. He's probably like, screw this guy. just called me Cody. He was going to just let it roll. I couldn't do it, it though. And you know what? That's what what they teach you. But but he's a friend. He's He's a teammate. And I had to say, dude, I'm so sorry about that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. But my bad, bro. If I was Cody, or if I was Alex, I would say, why does Cody get his first name yeah, on the show? Yeah, why isn't it Golden Cody? Yeah, yeah, like Alex go- and Cody. Yeah, Golden. Or yeah, Alex and Cody. Now I'm all confused. Or Golden it's been a long, Cody. It's been a long week. This week has taken years off my life. Has I, it? I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm sorry. It's not a whole lot of sleep, but we're gonna we're gonna push we're on. We're gonna thug it out, as we they got say. Divisional playoffs. They say thug it out, Ryan. They say thug it out. You know what? I'm going to bet the Jags on the money line. I'm going to run down the street and do that really quick. Are you? Yeah, I'm just feeling it. I feel like the Jags are going to pull off the upset, you guys. Oh, Ryan.